Hello, hello, hello. This is Real Talk Business Conversations, a no BS approach podcast to the hottest business topics surrounding career growth and leadership for women. Every episode will have actionable items and advice that can be applied in your daily life immediately. If you're looking for ways to progress your career, make more income, gain clarity surrounding business topics, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kari Kohal, career and leadership coach, consultant, and president of a multi-million dollar financial brokerage company. And I have worked every position from mailroom all the way up to now being the leader of a 30 plus team member company that I absolutely adore. In today's episode, we will break down why New Year's resolutions usually don't last and how to plan for the best year yet using five easy steps. We have the best intentions to start new when a new year rolls around, right? It feels like the perfect time to jump into something or tweak something in our lives that we've wanted to do for the past year. Like, okay, this year I'm finally going to cut sugar out of my diet, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to start in the new year. That's a good time to start fresh. It's new year. It's going to be great. Well, life gets in the way and it's easier to fall back into default mode during those times of stress than it is to keep pushing through this change. And change is hard and stressful. And our natural response is to eliminate the easiest stress, which is usually change. So when we're going through these high stress times, we go, okay, we do this unconscious evaluation in our life of like, What's the easiest stress that we can cut out and go back into this like default mode? And personally, I always wondered how gyms could run so many crazy discounted promotions at the beginning of the year or like starting now. So starting at the end of the the year, they're like, hey, join our gym so that you can hit all your New Year's resolution goals. And it's everywhere. It's on billboards, social media, everywhere. And if there's a cap, what happens if everyone actually uses their memberships? What if like a thousand people signed up, but they already have 3000 members for their gym and the capacity of the gym is like thousand members or like 2,500 members. How is that going to work? They won't even have enough space if everybody showed up and then they're current members are going to get upset because there isn't the equipment for them to use and it's just going to be packed and then they're going to find a new gym probably. It sounds like a recipe for disaster, but the disaster never lasts or it never happens. And why is that? Because if they're actually, if it did actually create a disaster, gyms wouldn't be running these promotions every single year. I never really realized until I married my husband, who's like a gym rat. And it's because I asked him once, I was like, or no, I didn't ask him. He just like offered the information and he goes, yeah, it's really busy right now. But by March, everybody, it will just go back to normal. And it was like this light bulb in my head. It's because the gyms, the reason why they can run these crazy promotions is they're only busy for the first three months and then it goes back to the regulars and the regulars know, hey, it's just going to be busy from January, February, March. And then after March, it's just going to go back to normal and we're going to have our own gym buddies. But the people signing up though for these promotions, 
they're not signing up for a yearly membership to never use it. They have the best intentions to use it or else they wouldn't sign up for a yearly membership. If they were like one foot in the door, they would sign up for like a monthly membership that they can cancel at any time. So why are they signing up for these yearly memberships? It's because they have the best intentions. They want to make their New Year's resolutions come true and they want to make it last for the foreseeable future. And the start of the foreseeable future is the next year. But thinking about this more, I came up with five reasons, because five is always a good number. It's not too much and it's not too small, of why New Year resolutions generally don't last. And the first one is the New Year's resolution. I like to think of New Year's resolutions as goals. We call them New Year's resolutions, but really they're just goals. They're New Year goals. We're going to set new goals for ourselves in our lives. Those goals aren't aligned with our purpose or our why. We don't know why we set it. We know why we're like, okay, I'm going to cut out sugar because it's going to make me feel better. So that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to make me feel better. Does that really fulfill the purpose in your life? Is cutting out sugar, are you doing it because the doctor's telling you to do it? Or are you doing it because it aligns with your purpose in life? Or do you get more happiness out of eating sugar than you do cutting out sugar? So a lot of people make New Year's resolutions because it's the thing to do or it's the right thing to do in society or the doctor's saying it's the right thing to do or a wellness coach is saying, hey, you should do this. Is it actually aligning with your purpose or does it fulfill a purpose in your life and does it fulfill the happiness in your life or are you just doing it because someone's telling you to do it? Second one, it's viewed as a want over a need. So I want to cut out sugar, but fully in my gut, do I believe that I need to cut out sugar? No, it isn't killing me. I feel great after I eat it. I want to cut it out, but I don't need to. And if you're fully invested or you're not fully invested in, I need to do this, it's generally not going to last. The third one, you've only planned for the short term. This New Year's resolution or goal was formulated envisioning the best. You only work towards this New Year's resolution when you're feeling your best, everything's going the right way in your life, you're in your best spot. And it falls off when things get hard because you've only planned and envisioned this New Year's resolution becoming a reality when you're in your best spot or the best feeling. In other words, you didn't really plan for when things get hard or unexpected stresses or stuff like that. It's you only planned it for in the perfect rainbows and roses light. Another one of why or the fourth reason why they don't last, it's all or nothing approach. You don't give yourself compassion that hey, it's not going to be perfect all the time. So you're only envisioning the best and then it's all or nothing. If it's not the best or your life isn't as it's it's only when you're perfect or your life is perfect. And if you don't have the approach of, hey, I can adapt like, OK, maybe today I did eat sugar, but that doesn't mean I need to throw my goal in the trash. But a lot of us, when we set 
our New Year's resolutions. It's an all or nothing approach. Okay, I ate sugar today. Well, I might as well just not do that. Or I didn't go to the gym today. Well, that New Year's resolution's gone. I guess I'm not going to have any New Year's resolutions this year. I'll wait till next year. (laughs) So that's another reason why they don't last is it's I'm going to do this all the time or I'm not going to do it at all. And you don't give yourself some leeway or compassion there to get back to it. And the fifth one, it's not viewed as a lifestyle improvement. You're looking at it as almost a short term thing. You're looking at it as, hey, this is just a short term goal. And once I get to my destination, I'm done and I'm going to feel this relief because I achieved it and I'm done. It's more of a destination than it's viewed as as a lifestyle improvement. So you're not fully seeing how it incorporates in the rest of your life and the value it brings to the rest of your life. Obviously, you have identified it as an improvement because you've made it a New Year's resolution, but you might have made it as a New Year's resolution with a destination instead of a lifestyle improvement. So that we talked about five reasons why New Year's resolutions don't last. If some of these sound familiar to you, that's awesome. I'm glad we've recognized them. Now we can plan for the best year yet. And I have five. I love five. I think it's a great number. You know, it's right in the middle. It's not too little. It's not too much. And it's not overwhelming. Here are five steps on how to plan for the best year yet. Number one, write down your goal or write down your resolution. I use them interchangeably. If you hear me say goal in this episode, it's all, it also means New Year's resolutions. Write down your goal. Then journal about the goal. Uh, I like to write it down. Don't type it. It feels more valid and more real when you actually write it with a pen and paper or pencil or paper. And then journal about your goal. Answer these questions that I'm about to ask you. First one, why did you choose that goal? Why did you choose that New Year's resolution? Why did that one show up in your life? What improvements will it have on your well-being or life? So write down all the things that that goal will improve in your well-being and in your overall life. How will it make you feel and how will it help your vision of your life? Next, how does it align with your purpose or your why? If you don't know what your purpose is or what I mean by what's your purpose or why, I do have a blog post on Balanced in Pink about how to find your why. So I will link that in the description of this episode. Definitely check that out. It's a really good activity with questions and guidance on how to discover your purpose or your why. Now, going back to this episode of journaling about your New Year's resolution, how does it align with your purpose or your why? How does that New Year's resolution align with your purpose? Because remember how we said first reason why New Year's resolutions don't last it's because they aren't aligned with your why. And the reason why that's important is it helps with that full buy-in about that goal. If you're not fully bought into that goal, it's going to be really, 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 really hard to achieve it. 
And you probably aren't going to achieve it, to be honest, if I'm giving the hard truth. Take it from me, from experience. If I'm not fully bought into something, it usually doesn't end well. And then the last one, what are you going to do when you feel like stopping? What are you going to do when you're stressed? How are you going to react with this New Year's resolution in mind? How are you going to react when life gets stressful or you feel like stopping or you feel like eliminating or taking a back seat of your New Year's resolution? What do you promise yourself? What do you, what kind of promises are you going to make to yourself to keep moving forward when times get hard? That's the first step is journal those down. Write those down, answer those questions. Then make yourself a daily, weekly, and monthly smaller goals. I actually call them action steps, but they're smaller goals. Like weekly, daily, monthly goals almost like to-do lists kind of things that contribute to your larger goal or resolution. And don't forget to celebrate them. No goal is too small to celebrate. If you drink eight cups of water today and that's part of your New Year's resolution is to stay more hydrated or to be overall increasing your well-being or healthy foods, that's something to celebrate. I would celebrate drinking eight cups of water. I'd be like, yes, I did it. It doesn't have to be a huge celebration. You don't have to throw a party, but you can at least recognize it to yourself and be like, yeah, I did that. That was me. I actually drank my water today and I feel great about it. So do daily check-ins with yourself too on your well-being and how you feel. That will help you give yourself like motivation to keep going. The third thing or the third step, set aside at least one hour per week. You can break it up if you want to update your plan. Remember, your plan should be adaptable. Your goal doesn't need to be adaptable if you want to keep that goal, but your plan to get to that goal should be adaptable because life gets in the way. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of stuff going around, unforeseeable stuff that can get in the way of your goal. Your plan should be adaptable without losing progress to your goal. So maybe one month it just you didn't get to your goal or nothing that you did really was invested into your goal. That's okay. Maybe because you're setting aside at least one hour per week, you can update your plan to go, okay, this month, here's how we're going to adapt our plan to still stay on track to hit our goal or to hit our New Year's resolution. I like to use Sunday mornings with a cup of coffee. It's a great time to just sit by myself and get that me time to journal and write things down and check in with myself to see how I'm doing. It's a great time. Now, when you're updating your plan, your daily, weekly, and monthly smaller goals is essentially your plan. Step two of planning for the best year yet. When you're updating your plan, make sure your goals and that plan is actionable and adaptable without losing progress. I know I keep saying it about being adaptable, but you really do. I know we go into the new year, the best intentions ever. I promise I do it all the time too, but life gets in the way. And that's just what makes life beautiful is all these unforeseeable things that you get to experience. How stale would life be if everything was predictable, right? Embrace the unpredictability 
And you can do that by being adaptable with your plan without sacrificing your progression. The fourth one, I'm a huge fan of paper planners and accessories. The more excited you are to use something or to see it, it just, it really helps. It helps with motivation. It helps with your celebration of feeling like you've got this. Definitely, I suggest using a paper planner and accessories. I'm a huge fan of paper planners and the happy planner specifically. I love their stickers for paper planners. Any of them work. I actually use full eight and a half by 11 paper planners. I don't care how thick it is and how big it is because of my crazy life, but it is so nice to be able to write things down. You buy yourself markers that make you happy if they're scented markers like I literally bought myself scented paper mate felt pens and it brought me so much joy I can't believe I'm saying that but it really did to smell a blueberry cupcake pen I was like yes I'm gonna plan because look how cute and look at how awesome these pens are find yourself things that you're excited to use and excited to open and see. Write things down because that adds more validity to your goals and your plan. Yes, I love vision boards. Vision boards are amazing. Canva is a great way to do a vision board. I also think when it comes down to the nitty gritty of planning and your to-do list and those action steps of your daily, weekly, and monthly smaller goals, a paper planner is so important because you can go back and reference it better than you can iPhone tasks or Google calendars. Again, huge fan of paper planners. There's something more real about writing it down. Making my planner look pretty and actually doing what I plan to do is so important. Personally, I've tried to use the iPhone reminders and calendars, but after a while, I found myself ignoring those reminders. So I'd even set myself alarms or calendar reminders and the accountability wasn't there as much as a paper planner because I could just ignore my phone. But in a paper planner, I'm just staring at it. Yeah, you can ignore a paper planner too if you really wanted to. I just felt like personally, iPhone capability of setting the reminders and stuff like that. I just ignored it because I get so many notifications on my phone throughout the day. I just became numb to it. And then I forgot about my New Year's resolution and then never follow through. So that New Year's resolution didn't last. And then the fifth one is actually use the planner and actually do it. Do what's in your planner. This sounds so obvious, but it gets forgotten a lot. You can plan until your heart is content, but if you aren't using it, you won't feel accomplished And you won't be excited to make this New Year's resolution a habit in your life. And that's where the magic happens. That's what you're trying to get at. You're trying to get at making that New Year's resolution a lifestyle and a core habit in your life. And your planner is there to help you do that. Planning is how to do that. And your New Year's resolution is planning for the best year yet because you wouldn't have set that New Year's resolution if it wasn't to make a better year for yourself. So I'm going to leave it with believe in yourself, give yourself that compassion, be adaptable. It's so important. Life is ever changing and you made this goal and resolution for a reason. All resolutions are made to better your life or you wouldn't have made the resolution. Like you're not going to 
go out on a goal to make your life worse. No one intends to go make their life worse. Why would you put yourself in that misery? You're you're doing it to make your life better. So remember why you determined that that resolution was going to make your life better. And when it gets hard, write it down. Say it out loud. Tell a friend how you're feeling. Like if you're getting through the stress or you're going through the stress and it's causing more stress because you're not getting to the resolution and it's this snowball effect of, okay, I'm stressed out at life and now I'm stressed because I'm not meeting my goals to my resolution. It's just, it it can be exhausting and it can feel heavy and like you're sinking. So talk about it. Tell a friend how you're feeling, write it down and make yourself a plan on how you're going to get back to it. Maybe it's not how you're going to go towards the resolution, but if you're really in that slump, write down how you're going to get yourself out of the slump. And then start from there and work your way back up. Other things that will help. I wrote down. Oh my gosh, please don't tell me I wrote down five. I did. (laughs) I wrote down five other things (laughs) that will help you get through planning for the best year yet. Number one, find a buddy system. I kind of talked about that. Tell a friend how you're feeling. Find a buddy system. Find a friend who will join in with you that you can talk to about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Also find a friend who is always up to celebrate with you or cheer you on. So that might be different friends. So you might have a friend that wants to do this resolution with you or at least be your accountability buddy. And then find a friend who's ready to celebrate, who's always like that super positive, optimistic friend that's like, you got this, keep going. And it might be two different people and that's okay too. But find, I like to call them spirit animals, find your spirit animals and how they fit into your life and really, really talk to them, call them, text them when you need to. It's okay to do that. Other ideas, hire a coach. A coach is a great supportive person who will also provide positive accountability and keep you on track. They can be there to celebrate with you if you want them. They can be there to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly with you if you want them to. But they also provide really great positive accountability and will keep you on track. They will be there when it gets hard and they will remind you why you started. There are lots of different coaches out there. There's life coaches, career coaches, family accountability coaches, wellness coaches, tons of coaches that have expertise in different areas in life. So find a coach that aligns with what your resolution is or your goal is. If your goal is to get that promotion, like that's your new year's resolution is to work towards a promotion. Don't hire a wellness coach to help you get that promotion. You would want to hire a career coach to help you get that promotion. However, if you want to get healthier or improve your wellness or eat more vegetables, then hire a wellness coach because they're going to help you with creating more overall wellness in your life. So find a coach that aligns with your resolution. And also coaches don't have to be that expensive. They range all around, like all different ranges of costs. Find a coach that fits your budget and aligns with you. And social media is a great place to find a coach because you can watch their Instagram stories. You can see their um, daily stuff. 
Oh, there's even, oh my gosh, I almost forgot. There's even financial coaches. So if one thing, one of your resolutions is to stay on budget, there's financial coaches out there that can help you hold you accountable to stay on budget. So find them on social media, watch them for a little bit before you hire them as a coach. Make sure that they align with you and you like them, like genuinely like them because trust plays a huge factor in the success of a coaching relationship. If you don't like them or you're not like getting good vibes from them, they might be the best coach in the world. I wouldn't personally hire them because you want to feel comfortable and you want to feel trust with them. Also, a little plug, Balanced and Pink, I'm a career coach and consultant. I help people grow their careers and become better leaders. If that is something that is part of your New Year's resolution is to grow your career or become a better leader, I would be honored to be your career coach. You can find me at Balanced in Pink on Instagram at Balanced in Pink, TikTok at Balanced in Pink, or you can email me at balancedinpink at gmail.com and I can send more information or just listen to these podcasts. That's a good way to get to know me as well. The third one, if you thrive off of positivity, listen to podcasts that align with your goals and resolutions. If wellness or eating less meat is a New Year's resolution that you have, listen to Kimberly Snyder. She's amazing on like vegan life or not eating as much meat. If you are looking to grow your career or by leading with people first, Simon Sinek is an amazing resource for that. Or Brene Brown is also an amazing resource for that. Find podcasts that you can listen to, like consume all this stuff that aligns with like social media, podcasts, information, read books, articles that align with your new year's resolution to really make it a lifestyle change and not a destination. Fourth one, start a vision board or a resolution board on Pinterest where if it's about motivation, like start a motivation board where you pin things that align with your resolution. So motivational quotes, you could start a vision board on that or how to increase your career. You know, if, if you see that on Pinterest, make a vision board for that. So then when you're feeling like you're lost or in a slump or that you're not progressing the way that you envisioned, you can re you can go back and reference that Pinterest board to help bring you back in line with your news resolution or your why or why you started this. Another one is if it is wellness, start a Pinterest board on healthy recipes or how to eat more vegetables or if you want to be more environmentally green, start a Pinterest board on less chemical cleaning products and how to make those and stuff like that. I also have a Pinterest balanced in pink. You can just search that. Follow me on there. I post lifestyle stuff for business. Um, lots of quotes. I love motivational quotes and life quotes. I don't know why. I just love them. When I'm feeling down, I'll read them and it will motivate me and I feel great. Definitely follow me on Pinterest as well. Fifth one, shift your mindset from a challenge or a deadline to a lifestyle. A challenge has a deadline. A lifestyle has no end date. If you look at your resolution as a lifestyle and not a challenge, that will really help you. So before you set your New Year's resolutions or plan out your New Year's resolution 
or plan for the best year yet, start with your mindset that your New Year's resolution is not a challenge. It is a lifestyle change to better your life. Achieving success can be broken down to how well you plan, how consistent you are with that plan, and your strength of optimism. Believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. And it's really, really tough when you're in a slump to not let that negative self-talk or the imposter syndrome come in and filter in and take over your optimism. Try really hard to believe in yourself and do resets to bring you back into this high level of positivity. Not toxic positivity, that's um, a hot topic out there. I don't want you to be toxic with your positivity and ignore how you're feeling. You never want to ignore your feelings or invalidate your feelings. Validate how you're feeling and then think of ways that you can get yourself out of that. So you can thank your body for feeling that feeling And then go, I'm going to do this now and get yourself back into that optimism. The key to planning for success is actually to prepare, plan, and stick to it, right? Any success in your life is really just down to how well do you prepare, how well do you plan for it, and how well do you stick to it when times get hard? Because life is messy. And how are you going to stick to it? Another perspective that helped when the overwhelming noise in your daily life takes over is to fall back to the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your daily effort should be on what you've planned and the other 20% can be reactionary curveballs thrown your way. Any more time spent on non-planned efforts is sacrificing your long-term goals and success. So if you feel yourself deviating from your plan, Ask yourself if what you're doing right now, this instance, is it benefiting and investing in your plan for success? Is it helping you get closer to your goals and success? If the answer is no, respectively move on to something that will. A couple reminders to ponder with while planning for your best year yet. No one other than you is responsible for your success. Coaches are there to help you stay accountable and help you through the tough times, but you are responsible for your success. And don't let anyone else determine your success for you. If you are not actively working towards your success, someone else is going to determine that success for you. Life is so short and you only have one life. So remember this when you get distracted, discouraged, or in a slump. You will never have that day again. It's okay to feel the feelings that you're feeling. But remember that every day is an opportunity to do something amazing. Also, like I said, did you know a career coach helps you discover goals and formulate a plan that is actionable and achievable just for you? They can help you stay on track to achieve your goals throughout the year. And planning for the best year yet can be a daunting task, but it doesn't have to be. Start by setting those achievable goals for yourself for the upcoming year. Think about what you'd like to focus on the most and what it will take to get there. Once you have those goals in mind, make a plan on how you're going to achieve those goals. Break down your goals into smaller, more manageable tasks and then figure out what steps you need to take to complete each one. And also don't forget to plan for some self-care 
and some celebration. No goal is too small and no actionable step or manageable task is too small to celebrate. If you ate carrots for lunch, that is something to celebrate if adding more veggies into your life is a New Year's resolution. You ate carrots for lunch. That's amazing. Celebrate that. Make sure you're taking the time to rest, relax, and do things for yourself, especially as a mom. I know how hard that is. I have a 14-month at home. It is one of the hardest things I ever had to figure out is how to find time for me once I became a mom. Even if it's a small amount of time, find time to rest, relax, and do things for yourself. That will help you recharge and stay motivated. It will help you manage stress better. You need to remember that you still have needs as well. Being a mom is the most, it's the hardest thing, but the most rewarding thing at the same time. And I know a lot of people say it, but it is so freaking tough, but you really do need to find time to rest, relax and do things for yourself and give yourself compassion to actually give yourself that time. That's hard. I will say that that's one of the hardest things. And finally, don't forget to celebrate your successes, no matter how small they are. Taking the time to recognize your accomplishments will help you stay motivated and on track when life gets messy throughout the year. Well, guys, that's a wrap to season one of Real Talk Business Conversations. Thank you so much to all the listeners who invest their time into this podcast You do not go unnoticed and it truly means so much that you are here. The goal of this podcast is to help you find growth and success in your career, but mostly make a positive impact in your overall life. Season two kicks off on January 4th by answering the question, is authoritative management style dead in the workplace? Future episodes are every three weeks, so stick around. Be sure to subscribe so that you get a notification of when the next episode is. We do it every three weeks and we try to keep them as short as possible. Stick around for special guests too, where other women in business share their personal experience and advice to growing a successful and prosperous career in business. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, review, and share. That is how we continue to post these episodes for you that you can apply into your career today. If you want to reach out or are interested in being a guest speaker, you can find me on Instagram at balanceandpink or email balanceandpink at gmail.com. If you have any questions or need some advice or perspective, I am very active in my direct messages on Instagram. So please do not be a stranger. Be sure to follow me on there and you can ask me any question in the world. I love, I love to help and make a positive impact in your life and career. Thank you again for listening. Until next time. 